All right, bringing it in for the season's finale of season one for the Best Side podcast, and we are chopping it up with the bro, Jordan Rivers. Now, one of those fellas that's very hard to kind of pigeonhole into one thing, started out as a bit of an entertainer in the hip-hop dance world, moved into speaking in high schools, and now uh, is quote-unquote a influencer, but the bro is much more than any of those titles that I had given you just then. A lot of you will be followers via Instagram uh, or his other social platforms. The bro is always talking about um, some pretty hard case stuff. Like to stay have a bit of a laugh, but then can instantly flip it and go hard out deep as well. And this corridor really gives us some insight into how and why uh, the bro is able to do that and why he does that. It's It was like... Saying that it was cool is, is a massive, massive understatement. It was awesome meeting the bro and catching up with him and seeing what makes him tick and learning from him. Um, and I definitely feel like uh, he's going to be someone that I touch base with a lot in the near future to have, I guess, to laugh about stuff, but also be able to have some deep chats about other things as well. But you'll get what I'm meaning. For those that follow him on social, you will be pleasantly surprised about the things that we talk about. Some of it may be a bit unexpected because I know a lot of you are used to him just having a good time and having a bit of a laugh. Um, But yeah, you're definitely going to learn some stuff from this. We're talking about privilege. We're talking about what it means to be Pacifica and Māori, the roles that we all have to play and uplifting each other. Just all sorts of awesome stuff. So check it out. It's the season finale. This is episode 17 of Best Side Podcast. So, but the first question I always ask everyone that, that jumps on board is um, where are you from and where did you grow up and all that yeah. sort of thing. Where are you born? <laughs> so... Uh, You're laughing because it's a bit of a mixed bag of things, is it? Yeah, that's always a... I'm from um, my my mother is Scottish Maori and mm-hmm. they she grew up in Onarahi. Where's that? It's like twenty minutes out from Whangarei Central. Oh, okay. I think if that's wrong, Onarahi might be. <laughs> but I feel like not many people from Onarahi we have been. You'll get that one person so probably be sounds a bit wrong. Um, so they're from there, but uh, we're just from Whangarei basically. But Ngati Fatu, Ngapui. I'm biologically Samoan, mm-hmm. um, but my mum married my dad, who raised me when I was five years old. Mm-hmm. So he's all I know, and he, he's who I see is my dad, and he's Tongan. So I, I, I say that I'm Samoan, Tongan, Maori, you know, Scottish. And my last name's Tommy, and my passport's official, so... Oh, me? Yeah, so that, that's the parts that... It's always funny, um, it feels like a safe place to talk about this here, of course, but, like, it's always funny, like, asking, like, where you're from, and in certain spaces... Yeah. Is not here, but it's... it's I know really, it's, it's something I think, um, you know, we have to... We have to think about more than, let's say, white people. Nah. Yeah. You know, yeah, you like, mean, like, um... Is the, is the person asking? We have to be yeah, mindful of how we ask? No, I think it's just, uh, like, I've had to learn to be okay. I've had to learn just to be okay with just stating what I am. Yeah. Opposed to... Not having a stock standard answer, eh? Yeah, yeah. Not trying to um, sugarcoat it or... But well, we, I think we do those things even, like, talking about who we are out of a sense of safety. Mm. You know, because, you know... Trying to talk about who you are, and then someone's like, "Oh, you're not all those things. Like, how much are you? Well, what percentage are you?" Like, oh, I, like the, I like the voice, bro. Yeah, for sure. 
don't, I don't swear too much on my, um, but I, I, I do like swearing. Sweet. Well, feel free. Go ahead. But, but I, I feel like, it's not like I like swearing. I just, I see it as like... You don't, you don't like swearing, but you don't like having to not swear. Yeah, more so. I see swear words as like, um... <laughs> Sorry, bro, I'm warming up. No, but no, I see swear words as like a statement of like, um, like this is actually what I think. Mm. That's how I kind of want to be. Well, they say that with, with swearing, it, um, there's been numerous studies done say that swearing lets you know when someone's telling the truth or not. Yeah, I heard that. I, I don't know about that, but yeah, like, yeah. hey, look, if it's on the internet, it must be true. Well, me and my brother, yeah, bro, yeah, we, yeah, me, me and my brother always argue, bro, because he's quite, um, my, my brother's quite the scholar. So like he, he he talks pretty for what I would call proper, and I don't mean that disrespectfully. He just he's a lot more well spoken than I. Yeah. yeah, and I like I'm pretty horrified with some of the stuff that I come out with, and so he's he's not too bad now, but definitely used to be like, bro, why you gotta swear so much? I was like, bro, it's fucking how I talk. Yeah, but I suppose that's a bit of the big brother coming out of him too, just trying to watch out for the little bro. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. interesting family dynamic, bro. So any siblings? Yeah, bro, I'm the oldest of. My father, I've got three younger siblings, I've got a brother and two sisters, and they're super, they're super talented, super amazing. What, give it, what do you mean by that? What do they do? Um, What's some stuff that you, you're obviously brother, proud, I can yeah, see it in your yeah, face, of course. Cool. Um, my, my brother, he's just about to finish his agreeing the accounting, um, but he's like a rugby player, so he's like on the fringes in Auckland, rugby. Um, tough gig though for those rugby players, especially if he, he, he was like a, Came out of um, Auckland Grandma, you know, made New Zealand Sevens um, practice training squad and, and there, but then, you know, so all that pressure and then he just decided to go to uni and now I, I just think it's the best thing ever. Like he's got, you know, a fullback plan. Yep. And he loves it. Like, bro, he's killing like averaging an A. It's crazy. What's he studying? Accounts. Oh, sorry, you did say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's numbers. So then, when he when he graduates, I'll be like, hey, 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 come over here. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's work these books. <laughs> let's push these books. Um, and my little sister, uh, my other two sisters, Summer. She's an incredible musician, singer, songwriter. She's studying music at Auckland Uni as well. And Caitlin, she's like a little free bird. She's like a cageless bird. You can't. She's just full of life, and she um. She's doing her thing too. She just finished, came out of school, I think, last year. Mm-hmm. But she, um, she's just a performer as well. She's real funny too. I feel like she's like, kind of like, likes the things I like, dancing. Yeah. And Is she the one that pops up quite a bit in your, yeah, in your stuff? She, um, she's got her own following now, man. She's like, she's crazy. She's got all that young crowd there, like all those TikToks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I, I can't keep up. But nah, they're, um, they're awesome, and then my parents, they're pretty cool too. So growing up, bro, like what, seeing what your siblings do now, was it kind of always, like, is there anything surprising about what they're doing, or was they what they're doing now, was nah, it kind of, I don't you think can it see is, it, yeah, like, it was always kind of, yeah. Like, what are some of the clues that, you, when you reflect back, that were left behind, that kind of paints what's happening now? My brother was always athletic. Summer always just loved music, and Caitlin was just, like, fierce. Like, she was just a little ruthless kid, you know, like, just... But not like rude, ruthless. Like Kayla was just she. She was just like she could just read the room right, you know. And mm. she was she had this like confidence, this inner um, manner. But all of them do. But yeah, I'm, I'm proud of them. Knew what she wanted very early. Whether 
Yeah, she's short, she's taking longer to figure out, you know, what she wants to do, but I always like reassure her that um, we 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 don't have to go to anyone's time, you know, like or do what anyone thinks we should do. Like, always try and push with my siblings and with myself, and we all talk about this to each other, which has been um, a thing I've had to learn because there's like a big gap between me and my brother, and then them. I've been at a different stage in life to them. Um, at different periods of our, you know, siblinghood. Mm. So I was going through stuff and they were younger and then I was becoming an adult. They were going through teenage stuff. And so now that we're all adults, I think it's really good to foster an environment, oh, um, nurture an environment where, you know, Caitlin can feel like she can tell me what's up, you know, or what, this is things I'm seeing, or that everyone has a voice in that space, but we're still working on that as siblings. But, um, it's a pretty crack up having adult conversations with your little brothers and sisters. Bro, it's so crack up. It's um, we we grew up in a real um. We grew up in a home where you were allowed to like talk about your emotions, but like it was real um, and it's only something that as an adult I've learned that like it's that's a thing, like it's an anomaly. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Uh, or it's like really rare. It's not a normal thing. Mm -hmm. But in our house, like if you were annoyed, angry, hurt, um, stressed out, you were allowed to talk about it, you know? And we were, and my parents unpacked that with us. So, but they just reflected, they pushed onto us what they were unlearning through what they were going through. Okay. They would go to courses and different stuff. I was going to ask where that came yeah, from, right. like, because. There's yeah. not many people get into that straight away. And this was like for as long as you can remember, they've always been very open. Nah, with... see, I've like seen my parents um, grow over time. Okay. Like um, my dad, um, like he, you know, st was very just like, he would say love you, but like it was like he was a hard man, like, you know, works work, man's man. But then like he just, I don't know, over time, and my mum would go to stuff, and then he just like softened, got way better at communicating. And then, like, he's just like a different. Like, he was never like, I never had one of those like dads like beat us or like, or like any, like. Yeah, yeah. But just, he's just on another level now. So, growing up, um, they gave us those tools that they were learning and like implemented them into our household. Do you know what sort of courses and stuff they were doing? Or yeah, they did. There's this guy called David Dell. It's, um, it would, like, half his stuff is, it's real counselling based, um, but, and it's also linked to Christianity, mm -hmm. um, but I would, I would, I would say, I'm not religious now, but I would say even just for the um, self-help kind of tools and the universal that are in there. Yep. But, yeah, they, um, what do you call it? It's just, I can't, I can't like say enough how much it's helped me as an adult and our siblings and our family. We almost struggle to have fun as a family because, you know, everything is analysed, you know? Like, <laughs> everything you, is what deep. You, what do you mean? Like, everything's deep, bro. <laughs> it's crazy. Sometimes I'm at the dinner table and be like, oh, just, I just mocked you. That's all it is. There's nothing behind it. It's just like, just <laughs> what, have you, what, what have you got going on? Why have you, why have you said that to me? It's broken down like that. Honestly, but uh, we're, working, we're working on it as a family. <laughs> Which is cool, just doing fun stuff and allowing each other to... It's like you've been this end of the scale, you've thrown that in and you're trying to like, come on man, let's... We're trying to go back to the easy stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah, let's have a, a bit of lightheartedness. heartedness so they don't have to be hoary, they don't have to be deep all the time. Hard, yeah, bro, definitely. I'm a big... I, I like that. 
And what about, so that was happening at home, what about outside of home with like friend groups and stuff like that? So was there a bit of a, um, I don't want to say conflict, but would you notice that when you say, mm. say at friends' houses and stuff, you're like, hey, this is different. This feels different. There's not mm. that sort of conversations happening yeah. here that happen at home. Did you? 100% bro. Like, I, I always felt like a unicorn. Like, I always felt like... Um, not in the glorious sense. You yeah, know? yeah. Not like, I'm a unicorn. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm a man. Like, not but, like that. But you, didn't just, but you didn't feel weird about it either? Yeah, that's what was cool. Like, but I, I didn't know that at the time. It's just what I've been able to process becoming an adult, you know, becoming who I am now. Like, now that I look back, like, I, I like, started to figure out, like, oh, yo, how we live at home, like, people ain't really got this like that. And I was just like, I'm a real loving person. Like, I'm going to hug you. I'll tell you I love you. Like, even my boys. Like, I've always been like that. And so back in the days, they were like, gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I went through it too, so. I, so, so like, I was just kind of like, okay, whatever. And, like, I had no, I, I could never really find friends, bro. Mm. Like, I would always, I was always trying to find community, you know, always trying to find, um, it's not like I was trying to find validation. Because mm. you just you were just like, trying to find your, yeah, I just your truth. My, your I was trying to find my tribe, bro. Yeah. And so, like to this day, from school, all my schooling, I only talk to my two boys, Nuffy and Adrian. But the, and and it's even funny, like even them, like we're super tight still now. But like even them, it's like our bond was created from like a real experience that like linked us together you know like so they were going through a similar thing uh nah but they just were like this guy's all right mm. you know this guy ain't weird he's all good <laughs> he's a bit okay he's a little bit strange you know but like leave him alone or like he can hang with us or you know mm. so um but, but in school growing up i was all i, I knew like i was a bit off eh? but i knew <laughs> i knew i was a yeah, bit off but i'm gonna yeah. quote i'm gonna quote that i knew it's i was cool. a bit off but i knew i was on you know what i mean yeah. like on in the sense of like why wouldn't you t i was like i would be like why wouldn't you talk about your emotions and then why would you like diss me for that you're whack yeah. even though you know everyone's laughing at me you know, I just had this like... You knew you were different, yeah. but you knew it wasn't a bad thing that you were different. Yeah, 100%. But I think it's because when I went home, like... Don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to say like I was bulletproof. Like, bro, some days I was like, God, today. Just like... Uh, and I've probably said this before, like I felt real alone, like growing up. A lot of my life. Just real alone, like... Sometimes I get echoes of that now. Like, as an adult. Not, not as alone, but um... But yeah, I just knew, like, I used to think in my <laughs> so weird. I used to think in my head, like, walking around with no friends. Like, and it's weird, because pe people say, you were popular, you know? But I was like, no, I wasn't. Like, yeah. I, was, I was just, I was good at being a chameleon to the point where um, it was just safe enough not to, not to get, no, not to notice that I was alone, mm. you know? But like, I would, I was such a weirdo, bro. I used to walk around like by myself and just be like, we'll see. We'll see you guys after school. We'll see, oh, you're all cool now. <laughs> it was all one school finishes you. I was, like, I was like, like, let's see when there's no first 15 games after school, you're still the man. You know, like, this is the self talk you yeah, have. But where did I get that from? It's so evil. Like, I mean, we'll see if you're still pretty in three years. Bro, after just getting rejected. Bro, oh my 
school. Do you want to go off here? No, I don't want to go off here anyway. I know, bro. We're just going for the You're anyway. Bro, I could never get the girl in school, eh? Like, still can't now. What? Nah. But, like, I was just, like, not the guy. The imaginary girlfriend. Yeah, bro, still had it. I was just not the guy. But what I've learned is, like, being being a guy just, just ain't it. I like. Well, I, what is the guy? I know. Well, that's what I mean. Like, whatever that guy is, you mm. know. Um, I actually have a lot of empathy for that now because. Uh, when I when I when I hear high school kids talk and what mm. they talk about, and I was like, damn, I remember like being in that. I the comparison and. Bro, that, and you're such in a cluster. Like it, there's no, there's no space in high school. And this is why these kids. And then you introduce the internet. And we didn't have that. Like we were getting there, but like we were still on dial. Like we had to wait twenty minutes. Yeah, we had lives we had. You know, like yeah, yeah, for sure. So there was there was a, still a way that we were being. Like the floodgates hadn't opened up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were still getting. We were still being um, in a sense without. Yeah, yeah. Without being. Like, I mean, my one I remember, bro, is um, I remember sitting, uh, wanting to watch the Still Dre video for the first time, and I remember sitting it to load before dinner. Oh! <laughs> and then having dinner. Right. And then maybe even watching a bit of TV, and by that time the video had loaded. Yeah. And I got to watch uh-huh. it. So we were still. Um, yeah, I, I can't think of the word either, but not. It's like limited to, we were yeah. capped, kind we of like, yeah, we were capped, but the floodgates are on these kids now. And yeah. So when I hear, um, you know, kids talk, I'm just like, because I used to speak in high schools. So I did that for four years, changed my life, but it was the best thing I've ever, best thing to ever. How did that come about? Um, I was on a dance crew, shout out Desire, Prestige. Um, I was on a dance crew and my mate got a job there, um, my mate Ants. Got a job at the school? At, at Attitude. Oh, okay. So Attitude is the company that runs these talks. Okay. They're in like 96% of all high schools in Kudas. Awesome. Uh, maybe not Kudas, sorry, but we do, we do speak in Kudas. But um, he was like, bro, this gee, he was around me one time, mate. I was working at the bank. I was working at BNZ. He was like, gee, you got, gee, this is the one, gee. He was like, this job, and I was just like, oh, yeah, whatever. And then like three months later, I was real unhappy with my job, and uh, we were talking again, caught up for dinner, and he was like... So he was doing talks? Yeah, he was already doing it. Oh, yeah, okay. And then we had dinner, and he was like, bro, honestly, I reckon you'd be that mad at this. And I was like, what is it? And then he told me, and I was just so keen to get out of my job, I was just like, oh, sweet, give me an interview. So we did an interview, and the interview was like a two-minute speech. Um, and like, I was used to like talking at church and stuff like that. And you're yeah. performing naturally. Yeah, yeah, so I didn't feel like it was going to be that hard. But like, these guys are like, they like communication gurus, bro. Like, so when in the room, I just felt like real nervous and I was real hard, bro. But I ended up, um, I ended up doing it. And then, bro, I just... So it was a presentation or just a speech about? It was just a two-minute speech. You just talk about your life. Oh, cool. Just to get in. Then once I started, bro, I did, I think in the end, I did have a... 300 talks, all hour long, Um, and I think to just over 100,000 young people in four years. But it's like, you break that down and it's like, okay, so you're doing health presentations, cool. But then you break that down and like you're talking about, you're doing drug and alcohol talks, which is really talking about like, those are really about the needs we're trying to meet. And then you do sex talks, which is really about relationships and and then you talk about uh, mental health, which you can get into like 
anxiety and depression. And so you end up having these really sacred, deep moments with Rangatai, mm. you know. But, and with these things, are you, you always speaking from experience or are you getting taught stuff to... You gotta, you gotta find your, like, you gotta... For me, we came on, I came on in a, in a, in a time when me and my mate were like, okay, what has worked has been cool. Um, but let's like rev it up, you know, let's, we were more interested in, um, yeah, we were more interested in being in the room, but like, that's, that's how it always should be, but not trying to say like we were like demands or anything, but mm. like, how do I say it? It's just life changing, bro. Like, you know, you go into like schools, like Odo College or like St. Paul's, you, or Wesley College, you got North, like. Northland College, you go down to like Fakatani, some of those schools, like Moriwa. You go to these schools, bro, and then, and really like, you ain't shit, bro. You know, like, who are you? Like, well, my first year, I just had this like real ignorant sort of like, I'm from Auckland, do you want to hear from me? I'm from the Big Smoke, or like, but really that was. Just, How old were like, you when you were doing Bro, I was young, I was like 21 when I started. So, somewhat, you know, like I was young. And then, bro, like, nothing would eat you up and chew you out like teenage kids, man. Like, if you, if, if you ain't it, you ain't it, bro. Like, mm. get off the stage. Like, especially classroom talks, because they're so small. Like, you know, you say a stink joke and some guy's like, dry. Bro, <laughs> you're just like, oh, crap, what do I do? And then you're like, your insecurities are playing out. You're nervous. You, like, pause and then, like, bro, you've lost it. Blood in the water. Bro, right? you're like, they're just like, this guy's, get him out of here. He can't handle it, you know? But then, like, if you get it right... Dangerous minds. <laughs> but then if you get it right, it's just, there's just some of the most, you know, you, like, spend, like, 40 minutes of your talk um, trying to show them that, you know, you're beside them and trying to help them and, and that you have thought about their world, what they might be going through, and then, they, you know, they can trust you. And then you get, like, that little bit at the end where you can say, guys, you know, and, like, speaking to their lives, you know, or their situations, or offer up some kind of hope, you know. Um, and, yeah, that was like a really, that was a time in my life that I really still look back on and cherish now. That's why I'm not really afraid of public speaking, bro. Mm. Like, because nothing's scarier than teenagers. But actually, bro, like, they're so ruthless, bro. I liken it to, like, um, like uh, when you talk about it, because I'm a big fan of stand-up comedy, yeah. and I've done a little bit of stand-up myself. Bro, and like, and like on the ground level, like you tell you, you get the heckling, you get the shit, and then it kind of makes you level out a little bit later and realise what actually matters, and it builds that resilience, I guess. That's yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. 100%. It builds that resilience up. I'm not doing a very good job of explaining how much that, that time in my life means to me, and mm. like how cool it is, but that's alright. So when they, when you started doing these talks, did you notice the change happening at the time, or was it only now that you reflect, you go, like, I mean, the change within yourself? Or was it only now that you reflect, you realise how much of an impact it had? It was funny. Um, I was talking to Ranira, plant-based Māori, yep. about this the other day, because he's getting into communication, and I was talking to him. And I said, well, you know, we need to be really careful as... I was speaking from my experience, yep. and I was reflecting, like, even now, well, you know, I need to be really careful about... Um, the spaces in which we communicate, especially around, you know, being men who can speak about their emotions. It's like the new, 
thing. Like, mm. Just because a dude can speak about his emotions, like, yeah, get him in there, he'll be perfect, like, let him talk about it. Yeah. But it's like, nah, like, that we need to police ourselves, we need to keep policing our own emotions, our intent. And as I was talking about how um, it's very easy to, you know, hold power in a room, you know, like around communication. And then instead of like reading the room and being, um, listening to your spirit and your intuition and being sensitive for what's needed, you can end up just being like e very ego driven. Like these kids think I'm the man. This room thinks I'm the, I'm the fucking bee's knees. Mm. And so you, you know, you, you're not like, it becomes about you and it makes the space unsafe. Mm. Especially if you're talking about things that make people vulnerable. So, um, those are things I was becoming more aware of in the last year I was communicating. Just like, because I remember my mate came out and I did this talk, I thought I killed it, and he was just like, bro, you're all shit. He was like, gee, you're not, you're just like, you've gotten so good, you've just, you weren't even in that room. You were just like chucking out points because it's always worked in these other ones. And so you didn't even give these kids what they needed that day. Yeah, whatever they think you're funny and what they think you're cool, and you'll be a nice thought. Like when they see you again, they'll be like, oh, that guy came to my school. But he was like, you didn't talk to the real shit. Mm -hmm. You didn't like, you didn't do enough work on like, what are they? You weren't in the room, you know? You were just about you. You wanted to elevate yourself higher. Not sit, not get better at sitting next to them. It's like a movie with great special effects, but a shit plot. Yeah, bro. <laughs> uh, kind of like that, definitely. But I think, yeah, like it's something I'm aware of now, just trying to like, um, when I do communicate, just that, that inner voice of like, am I, hey, like, well, well, do I need to be quieter in this moment? Mm. Do I need to let someone else speak? Do I need to, um, do we need to break into groups? What need, like, instead of like, how am I the man? Like more being like, how do we get people to feel empowered by themselves? Like to me, that's a mean, that's communication. Why is that so important to be mindful of? Like, is it that, like, because a lot of people we speak to that are listening in those moments, mm. in those rooms you go into, they're in vulnerable spaces themselves, aren't they? Mm. So a lot of them are, at a, would it be fair to say, and tell me if I'm wrong, mm. that a lot of them are at a point where they'll listen to anything you say because they're in such a vulnerable space themselves. So that's yeah. why you need to be mindful? Yeah, 100%. Well, it's just, I just think, um, I don't think anyone's gotta like actually do what I'm talking about. Mm. I'm, I think I'm more saying like the lived experience that I've had, um, what makes me feel like I make, what makes me feel like I leave a space and have made it meaningful, that's that's how I would do it. That's how I think it should look. You know, like, um, I'm not saying anyone like should, but to me, I just think, um, yeah, I just think words are powerful, you know? I think bringing, sorry, what it is, is you can get very addicted as a communicator, getting people to the boiling point of vulnerability. Like that feeling of being able to make a room vulnerable, mm. talk about stuff, it gets addictive. Okay. It's like a, and it's like a kryptonite, like almost thing like, you, it makes you feel powerful because you can control emotion. Yep. That's what, sorry. Controls. Yeah. And so 
for me, it was like if you're going to have that gift of communication and you're going to have the privilege to go and speak to certain spaces and get called and even get quiet and paid, um, treat it like, like a privilege. Yeah, treat it like a privilege. You know, like don't just play with people's emotions. Because what I used to do is just like go open up all the wounds and then gap it. Mm, but okay. like without regard to is there even a counselor at the school? What is like, so just because I can, you know, do that in a space doesn't mean that it's right. Yeah. What's the follow up? I, I get in my car, drive to the next town. You know? What, what, who's actually in this space doing the mind? Sure. So like, I think with communication, when I hear like, oh yeah, I'm doing this talk, I always roll my eyes at it. <laughs> but it's not like, it's just for me, because I, I just came from like, communication ninjas, bro. Like, it's more like, oh yeah, I always get calls from my mates like, man, I've been um, called up to do this inspirational talk, like, what do you think I should do? I'm like, eh, If you ever to think about it. Like, bro, it takes so long and like, to, to do like a good talk. That's why I always just say, just speak from your heart because that's the best thing you can do. Yeah. At the fastest, like the talk, lived experience, speak your truth um, and be beside them. You know, that's like, that's the way to talk when you talk. I'm talking way too much. No, that's good bro. Mate, you're the guest, you need to talk. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just here to flow with you. Bro, so how do you check yourself then? What are some things you've got in place when you're like, Hang on, brother, you're talking a bit of shit here, or... Mm, but I love checking myself. I don't think, um... Uh, where would I start? This is such a good thing to talk about. Self-awareness. Mm. I just think it's like... Especially when I think of like the person I want to be with one day, and build with, like... To me, like, self-awareness would be up there on the list for, like, future work. You know what I mean? Like, for sure. But um, for me, what it really comes down to is like, how truthful are we willing to be with ourselves? Mm. But then like, I think about that in the sense of like, if you want to be truthful, you have to actually love truth. And why do you love truth? I love truth because to me, it's the best hidings. You know, yep. like, because truth posi positions you or realigns you to where you need to be. And like a lot of people run from truth because it hurts, it hurts feelings, it's hard to deal with. Like it's hard to confront, it's incredibly confronting for people. Yep. But, um, and so like, if I could come back to like my upbringing, like my mom is just like ruthlessly truthful. Like, like and- Oh yeah, she's that auntie, eh? Yeah, <laughs> but like she's, she's got that good mix of like, it's the truth, like, so you can win. But, like, it would put a lot of people off because it's like, that hurt my feelings, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, so, I would, I would observe that and just be like, okay, I think truth's it. I think that's it. So, I've always acquired this, like, love for truthful spaces. And, um, and... Truth, from my perspective, bro, truth is very... I mean, it's great to be aware of, as you're saying, but I think a lot of people, like, they think in extremes. Mm. They're like, all right, if I'm going to be truthful, like, I can't be full of shit. And then they, like you're saying, they, they can 
scare a lot of people because there's no hiding when you're being truthful. But then they can also be a bit, people, I, I believe anyway, people can be a bit harsh on themselves because mm. they, they kind of, they, like it's the truth and you need to face it. As soon as you face it, you can move on. Mm. Once again, just my opinion and, and my experience and my perspective. But a lot of people can dwell on that truth, you know, when the truth isn't something they like. They can dwell on that a bit too long. I think it's real key and real important to find that truth, confront that truth, but forgive yourself too. Mm. A lot of people just dwell and I'm a bad person or I did a bad... So, so say, for example, I'm proud to say I've never cheated on a girl before, but let's just use that as an example. Mm. I cheat on a girl and then I feel terrible for cheating. Obviously, I avoided the truth for ages because I don't want to confront it because people are going to think I'm a bad person mm. instead of just forgiving myself and then carrying on from that point I sit there for ages in that truth and go man I'm a shit guy I'm a shit mm. guy I'm a shit guy do you see that a lot as well like people yeah. people that's why I don't um, I don't uh, I don't uh, I really denounce shaming like I'm not a fan of shame mm -hmm. of like in any capacity I think it can exist but the spaces that I roll on I've seen like shame is like it's poison, right? So like, people have this complex too about their healing that they have to suffer. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, I've done this bad thing. In order for me to get back to where I should be for how people can view me, I need to give myself suffering. I need mm. to suffer. So that if anyone asks, ask me, I feel like I've paid back in some kind of reparations emotionally, yeah. mentally. And that's probably... And I think that's incredibly unhealthy, bro. For sure. Like, um, and I think that's why, like, it talks to the point you're talking about. It's like people are so hard on themselves. Why can't they forgive themselves? Yeah. It's because... Um, well, I spoke to what people do. You're speaking a little bit to why people do that. Mm. And I, I, it's cool you bring that up because I'd never made that connection. Yeah. And that's great. Like, as you talk to me now, I'm literally sitting here, like, the mind's having a couple of explosions because that makes so much sense to me when I reflect on all the examples that are in my head. Yeah, and it's like, totally, bro. And, and I, I, I know this just through my, not saying anyone has to take that on and believe it. But I know this through like lived experiences, through talking through this, through pain with my with my boys. Mm. Like I got I got one of my boys who just like he's just he's had to. I'm so glad he has, but he, over the years he's had to break that like thing of like I have to suffer in order to advance. Yeah. But when you look at his life, his father, their upbringing. Um, how they dealt with certain situations. It was like... That was the suffering. It was, it was the suffering. You had to suffer. And mm. so we take on, you know, we take on that pain. And then, like, um, that's why, yeah, I just, I don't know where we are, but I don't get down with shaming. I don't, I'm not into shaming people. I used to do it. I probably still do it now in jest sometimes, but if I, if I recognise it, I nip it in the butt. Because shame is so crippling, especially for PI Māori Bro, in our spaces. Like you mentioned, like I think it is the. I I I, will, I want to go on record and say I think shame is the biggest epidemic. Um, emotionally, at least for um, our people. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, I I don't really. I don't know how to unpack that because I'm sure there's a lot more people that are way smarter than me. But I think shame is like the root of like it all. Because like, if I think about, I was talking with some people the other day 
who were like talking about a marriage they know and they're like, why doesn't she leave him? Why doesn't blah, blah, blah. It's like so simple, it's one plus one. And I was like, shame, it's shame. Mm. Like they're, they're Mormon family, I'm not saying anything like, but I know that with religion, like, and then like, uh, the appearance are quite traditional and so there's that generational thing of like you can't leave like just stay but just be happy to get better just stay so then they have to have all these different they're, they're trying to manage all these different levels of shame too stressful yeah. too painful too hard Fuck just it. stay yeah you know like so this conversation was about the action that took place that should have had this but not going deeper to well what is actually the shame that is existing in this space here. Mm. So for me, um, what I think keeps me healthy or or when I think about myself being healthy is what I'm always trying to figure out is shame driving me and the way, how do I like, do I need to like engage in healing around that? You know, healing, what does that look like? Going and talking to my tribe. But I've got some killers in my squad, eh? that are like just the most beautiful men and women who um, are so intelligent and have experience in healing spaces and just wānanga space um, who give me perspective that I can go and talk to. And then I think sometimes I've always tried to empower myself to help myself, you know, like... How? <clears throat> How do you do? What do you do to do that? It's so hard to explain, bro, but I think if I, like, in a simple way, I saw it modeled for me. So my parents were self-aware, self-critical. They were able to go, this is my truth, this is your truth. Let's Can we come to a compromise on a truth mm. that we both can work with? And so the more you see that model, the more like you learn to be like, oh, that's it. And so when I sit in uncomfortable spaces, I'll say, this is what I'm feeling. What right do I have to these emotions? Okay, yeah, I did, because they said this and they did this maliciously. Did they do it maliciously? Uh, maybe I should confirm with that. Go and ask them. Or, or it's like, hang on, I've done this. I'm, ex I'm experiencing this. What could it be? They did this. Okay, step back in. What part can I take responsibility for? I did this. Then you unpack that a little bit. This is sounding wishy-washy, but this is just how my brain works. <laughs> um, I did that, and and then I I think a, like real self-awareness is also being critical of the intent that you did things. Like you can say, I didn't, I said that, but I didn't mean it like that. But in those private moments, are you able to go, yeah, I fucking did mean it like that, mm -hmm. and I wanted it to hurt. And then saying, let that go. You know, you're experiencing this because of the intent of that. You know, and just and just have I just have those conversations with myself all the time. You know, like I just say like sometimes I'll be like, that was Edas. You know, just yeah. like, that was Edas. Well, you see, you you can see it, bro. Well, I can see it when I watch you sometimes mm. on on your IG stuff, mm. and you'll be talking, and then you'll like look to your top right, and you go. Actually, that's a lie. Yeah, <laughs> but I think a big a big part of me um, uh, being mentally healthy is actually um, I dig that I get things wrong. Yeah, yeah, you know, sure. Like I I don't punish myself for getting things wrong. There's stuff I've done that I've definitely punished myself for because mm. there's obviously a scale and a, a spectrum of it. But like when I mess up, 
I'm just like, yo, that was ugly. <laughs> yo, that was dogs. Wow. Like, and it's harder when um, you mess up and people are talking about it, mm. you know? But like, I've had to learn that it really is okay that people talk about it. It's okay that people um, about talk badly about you. Yeah, yeah. Pe- people are even allowed to like lie about you. People are allowed to tell the truth about you. Like that is their, that is what they're choosing to do with their energy. And like, I've just had to teach myself, like worry about your energy, Mm -hmm. worry about your space, Um, worry about, I've done some stuff bro. I've done some stuff. And what I've had to learn is that there is like two timelines when you do stuff that people when people are talking about you there's a timeline that people are talking about it and like when will that stop and so people jump on that train because they're trying to defend their name and they're trying to make it okay and they're like trying to be like i didn't do that and they're trying to be like did you say this about me like who who said it who said it trying to they get in that whirlwind of where did it come from why are they talking about me why do they hate me they go and tell 10 friends they don't really care but oh here we go again this <laughs> you know and, and then there's the other timeline which is like where i like to try and stay which is jordan this is what's happened what can you do about it um what can you learn from it um what steps do you need to actually correct it and get on with the personal money because I'm accountable to those results. Mm. You know what I mean? That's how I like to see it. Like, and that's what makes me feel good about myself. Is there's that other timeline going over there. There's that other track that people are on. And then they come back and they're like, oh, so what are you up to? And like, you're okay because you know. You've had the conversation These are the results of yeah. those mind. Like, and, I, and I've had to do that a lot and I still have to. Like this, I fuck up all the time, you know, but... I'm a lot of my, um, my friends talk to person and one of the things I find myself saying to them a lot is, and what I'm relating to what you're saying kind of, um, is I always say, look, what people think they know and what you know are two completely different things. And that, to me, that kind of sounds similar to those timelines, you know, the, the external stuff that happens in the space over here with what's going on, with the action, let's call it the action. Mm. And then there's the internal stuff that you're, what can I learn from it? What do I do from here? So yeah, what you say resonates with kind of how I speak. So that's that's good. That reassures me that I'm on a bit of a right track too. I've had to even like, even that space bro, like being a friend that people talk to, I'm that friend too. But like, I don't know about you, but I've had to learn to like, be that friend, but also say, Ayo, like, uh, download on me next week. Yep. I'm too, I'm too hundies this week. Four. Or like, give me some space. Or also, I don't know. Like, I literally don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to, I used to just be, I used to like take it on so much. Yeah, well, man, it's the life of an uh-huh. empath, bro. <laughs> it's the life of an empath. You're trying to, uh-huh. you're trying to fill everyone's cup, but sometimes your jug's empty. So now you're I just use it as data collection. You know? Study. Yeah. It's like. I guess sometimes like this, the times I love the most is like when I get some when some healing rubs off on me too mm. you know as I'm like working through something with a friend or you know something hits yeah, something hits. That too. yeah I needed that too like when they have that aha moment and it's not even um, I'm not saying I bring them to that like 
it's just the one on the space, but yeah. they're holding, I'm quite a big fan of holding space, which is like, I don't know what needs to be said in this space, but I'm going to hold it with you. Um, and let's see what comes yeah, up. Yeah, and, and, and so that you know you're allowed to express whatever you need to in this in this space, and it's like, it's all G. And so when that happens, and that aha moment happens, it's like, yeah, we're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it always comes, it always comes from truth, being truthful, bro. It's being truthful. It's like, oh, I just I love truth, eh? But it's hard. But, like, lived experience and, like, I'm not saying, because then the question is, well, how do you know what's the truth? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, how do you know it's just not your truth? And I think that just comes from, that's why do I work? Like, for me, it's a feeling. It's like, it's also like um, staying connected to different people with different perspectives and different, like a thing for me at the moment, and don't call me on it because I'm still learning. It's just like, I don't really get with politics, but I've been trying to like see a more right-wing view. Like, if I'm just, I'm not even, I wouldn't need, I'm not even going to say I'm left anymore because I think the whole thing's trash. Mm. But like... You study? Yeah, like I've, I've definitely been conditioned to feel like people with more right-wing agendas are like a, a Out to get us. Yeah, yeah, out to get us. And maybe they are. But like the fact I haven't gone and tried to humanize or like to try and see where I can give little bits of empathy towards them. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, we're, we're, um, we're, I don't want to say product, maybe slaves. We're, we're just slave to the propaganda that's been perpetuated to us growing up. Mm. Like, well, I don't know, that's my perspective of it. Like, you get growing up getting told a certain thing or shown a certain thing. I don't mean by your parents teaching you, I mean by friends, family, your environment. Mm. They show you one way, you, that becomes truth. And then you get to a stage when you're a little bit older, you're like, I need to explore the other side. Like, just to learn, just yeah. to see. So now I get that, bro. Well, I think also, like, people are, um, it's, co- it's confronting, again, it's confronting. Yeah. To, what if you go that side and you actually find stuff you agree with? Or you find it's not as bad as you thought? Or where does that leave me? And for me, it was more that that I wanted to press into. Shame. Yeah, like, I wanted to press into that, like, um, this isn't, this isn't going to be fatal. To yeah. like explore someone else's thoughts or opinions or you know the way that they I, I feel like it makes me stronger mm-hmm. so but yeah I definitely reckon my experience and what I've lived through life is like the more conversations that you have with people uh-huh. different individuals like the more fruit you're going to come away with yeah. So like I might have a conversation with someone I don't necessarily agree with, but I'm always going to come out a little bit wiser for it. Yeah. And that's when we relate it back to what you're saying about checking out the other side or checking out the right side. It's like you get you're going to get educated either way. Mm. So like you, so me both from our conversation so far, some things that we kind of relate on is that we almost like a, a, a we love to study why people do stuff. Mm. Oh yeah, the decisions people make and why they made them. Mm. That's. I mean, I know that I am. I just, it just from 100%. from how you're talking, it sounds like you similar, and that they those sort of decisions you you find interesting. Yeah. For me, for me, it's very it's easy to stay unjudgmental, um, because I I just see that I can look at that objectively. Okay, they made decision A. Why? Mm. The decision could be really bad. They might have been someone who decided to do something really horrible. Yeah. But sometimes I'm able to tune out of that and just look at the process behind making that decision, not actually what the decision was. 
Mm. Is similar to the whack? It sounds like it. Yeah, but definitely, I vibe with that. Yeah. They judge mental things funny, though. Like, I feel like um, people have this, like, um, actually, no, I don't want to talk about it. No? There's nothing there. <laughs> but we do, we do, we do vibe. I think we, I think we just understand, like, people are lazy. And, like, me, I think me and you, just have an interest in like what is those layers? Like, mm. Not just seeing something as it's presenting itself to us, but like who, who are you? You know. I think that's like the fun. Like when I started communicating, my bro told me this. He's like, bro, when you speak to Paki audiences, when you speak to Brown audiences, it's two different talks. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? Like I sort of knew what you mean. He was like, uh, and was, what do you? Uh, I know what you mean, but I want to hear you like, say it. What do you mean? <laughs> but like. And he was generally speaking, right? Like, but what he's, what he, he, and I never forgot it, and I think this is like true, but he was like, generally in a Pākehā audience, they want to know, what do you know that I don't know? Mm. What, can you do for, audience, what can you do for me? In a brown audience, they want to hear, Who are what you? about you? Well, what about your life makes you like me? You know, it's like, it's just two completely different questions. Conversations, and yeah. I think like in society, a lot, like, that's the underlying questions. That's why we're, we're like, in particular between Pākehā and Māori or PR, you know, whatever. Like, mm. that's the... We're, we're speaking from totally two different subconscious questions all the time. It's like, when you go to business stuff, what do you do, mate? You know? Yeah, it's yeah. It's like that. You go to Hui, bro, what's your you? Where you from? Yeah. Right? So, like, at a fundamental level, like we, we have, t we're totally different. So different values, different priorities. Totally. So with my like, I got Pakia friends. Believe it or not, they're amazing. But like we, like they get that, and that's why we. I'm not saying like you have to like you know always be aware of it, but like we, the Pakia friends that I do that are real close to me, they've worked on like understanding that. Like, and they love it, you know, because they're, they're like, that's actually it. We all want to be like, I don't think even people in that, in like, you know, a business here, I don't think they really enjoy being like, what do you do? We like, what have you actually done? I don't think anyone really, like, I think ideally the space is like to share it's like just who what's we are. always being done, I'm so not. they do it. Hey? Exactly. But I'm like, fuck that. Nah. Well, I mean, it must be funny, it's funny you bring that up. That gives a great segue. Because I imagine you would be one of those people that's pretty handy at a hand hand something and say people are, so what do you do, bro? Mm. I always I always make sure I push the question back on them so that they clarify. That's like a way to keep me safe. Mm -hmm. um, but Jen, I don't feel unsafe in a lot of situations, but that's just because of, I suppose, being a big brown man, like, <laughs> I would get to, like, feel pretty safe. Feel you, bro. <laughs> situation I get to feel very safe. Like, I say that like, my, my missus. Put to that privilege. <laughs> my missus at the moment is, she's a small English girl. Yeah. And like, I'll go and like, you know, like last night, I walked down like Auckland, like yeah. walking out to go grab something. She's like, you trying to leave now? She's like, you're now. She's like, you're now. Like, you go by yourself. Walk, walk in the dark. And I'm like, girl, I'm the reason why other people don't walk in the dark. <laughs> so, girl, babe, I'm why people cross the street. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm all good. I'll be back in a moment. <laughs> But I try and like, I always try, bro, this is my technique, I always get them to clarify. So like, if someone's like, what do you do, mate? I'm like, so like, what What do you mean? Like, well, what do you, what do, you do for, for, for work? I'm like, for work? Oh, for work, I, you know, 
And so and like, then I adopt that. I admit, bro, I get a bit triggered when people are like, what do you do? I just, whatever I want. That's yeah, it. Um, Which is a bit, it's a bit okay. aggro. So I need a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's, a, it's a good thing. Cause then, <laughs> and then you start to see them like, go, oh shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, oh. You you, when, you talked yeah. about, when you talked about the kid going, try it. <laughs> it's like, doing, I know, they're it's like, like, oh. I know, they start to go, oh, okay. Oh, shoot, you're okay. <laughs> it's just a question. Yeah. You know, but like, um, and then, like, that's what I do. They go, what, what do you do? Um, and then they're like, oh, well, you know, I, I did that. Oh, cool, great, how long have you been in there for? You know, and then they are talking about themselves and they didn't even want to talk about themselves. But I always make people clarify. Mm. So that it, it sets up a zone of like, either you came in too strong or too familiar with me, let's readjust the terms here. <laughs> you know, if you're, if you're, ask, if you're gonna ask me without even like, you know, people just go for it, bro. So for me, I'm like, we're gonna, we're gonna, re, we're gonna rejig these conditions and terms, and now you can ask me a specific question about the specific thing you actually wanted to so do. Really take control of the conversation. Yeah, bro, I think that's important, mate. That's my little trick. You yeah, know? no, I'm gonna remember that, bro. That's good because I, like I said, I get, I get militant Maori on them and just like, what, whatever I want. But it's but the militant Maori comes from, comes from. Like that's the stuff we have to deal with, bro. Because mm. we used to, we always mix. This is the, this is the thing. No one ever gives us possible. Not that we should maybe get it, but whatever. Um, how we constantly have to walk between the two worlds all the time, doing like the sea walk, crypt dance across. <laughs> Two a.m. I'm in a meeting in the white world. Lunchtime, cross back to my boys. You know, and we're talking like, yo, my guy, <laughs> yeah. get it. Come back, hey mate, how are you? Yeah, but that's what I, I get shit, well, no, not get shit, but I'm, you know, I'm sure you would have too, bro, like, <laughs> for my radio background, yeah. like, the Pakeha voice, mm. fuck, bro, he's like, hips, you ring the pizzas? And I'm like, why? Like, because they understand you, and yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, whatever, oh, uh, hi there, mate, uh, could I please have the pizza in the background going, yo, and it's just, it's funny, because, like, you start off and you you feel like you're eaters, right? Like, mm. oh. But then, like, now, I, I, I find, I'm just so glad that I've been able to learn how to walk between different spaces and continue to because I just, if I cross over to that space, to that world, it's so I can bring the treasures back into this one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just trying to loot whatever's over there. So what about... <laughs> For the cousins. What about people thinking my wife. that... No. What about people thinking that, you know, when you talk equality, what about people like, there's no two worlds. There's only one, like, we're all the same. I just don't, bro, I just, I just don't entertain that. Like, I've had to learn, like, I used to get triggered. I still get triggered sometimes, but I've learned, for me, the best thing is to just drop that right there. Because for me to even entertain it is to negotiate. Your values. My value system. Like, based off my experience, based off, like, pain, based off racism, based off, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, for me to then put all of that up for negotiation to someone who has never lived those experiences, man, get y'all, get the fuck out of here, bro. Like, we ain't doing that. So it's, it's for me, I just had to get better. Like, it's a, res it's a respectful no. It's a respectful next. Like, I just don't even, like, I just cut, like, okay, let's talk about something else, because it's, it's over. You're going like, to get me triggered here. We, well, need a, we need a switch. Well, it's more like, um, you just aren't ready to hear what you aren't ready to hear. Yeah. You know what I mean? But in saying that, like, I, I understand that um, I still have to 
um, make sure that I'm being critical about all the views I have about my pain. Yeah, true. I have about my experience of colour. That it's not something that becomes a crutch that I always should fall back on and be like, oh, it's because I'm this. I think I'm not. I'm not. I don't advocate for throwing it all out. I'm not. I don't, I'm not one of those. Like, I'm sorry. I'm just not that work. I'm not one of them. Like, we all bleed red. Like, yeah. we're all the same color underneath. It's like, well, my thing. Fuck like, up. My thing. Tell that to my skin in the elevator when the woman like tries to exit and push the button really hard. Like, but my thing's always like, bro. My mum and dad don't even treat me and my brother the same. How do I expect the world to like treat everyone equally? You know, like. Yeah. You know, like I know, like my brother's the older brother, so there's certain expectations on him being the older brother. Yeah, I'm, I'm the little tohe asshole, so there's expectations that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, you know, so like for me, one good thing, I'll, actually, I'll, I'll ask you this because I'm just see what you think about it. Like anything else, but you don't have to answer if you don't want to. Yeah. But one of the guests that I had on my podcast, I'm not too sure if you heard of him before, he's a counselor down in Taranaki in New Plymouth. His name is uh, Andrew Judd. So he was um, a mayor, he was mayor down there and he advocated to bring in a Māori ward, bring in the Māori ward, so that Māori could have representation. Blasphemy! Yeah, yeah. So pretty much what happened, bro, it went off, it didn't work out for him, but one thing that he said to me that blew my mind was that, you know, everyone talks about equality and people talk about us being the same. He goes, okay then, I challenge you this, if you want us all to be the same, why don't we all be Māori? And I was like... Whoa. <laughs> I'd never heard that before, but this has come from a park here. Well, why don't we all be brown? Yeah, that's it. He goes, okay. And then, and then people go, oh, no, Andrew, we can't do that. And he's just like, well, well, why, do Maori, Andrew? He's like well, why do we expect them to be park here? And I was like, fuck you. And I was like, bro, did you just leave the room after that? I hope you just might drop them down. And he goes, well, we just stood there awkwardly for a moment staring at each other. I was waiting for him to answer. This is what, bro, amazing. Like, this is why I beef Kiwi as well. Like, I, I, I don't like that term. Mm-hmm. I'm Kiwi. It's like, I get it, okay, don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to like say we should... Well, it's, an attempt to, it's an attempt to unify us, isn't it? Yeah, but the, but the thing is, is like, you like, like white New Zealand, or like, if you consider yourself a Kiwi, like, <laughs> I think it's dangerous, okay, these are thoughts that I've been thinking lately, so they're not like, these, these, these e- everything I say on this thing can be challenged by mm-hmm. anyone. Yep. Like, I'm not going to re- necessarily reply, but like... Whatever I've seen. You're open to being yeah, wrong. Yeah, I'm so open. No. Right. Like, You're open to so being wrong. wrong. Yeah. Of course, of course. And, and well, change is evolving, hey. So yeah, of course, of course. I might be. I'm. A, I'm in a different space. Maybe tomorrow. Mm. But anyway, I've been thinking about like you know this kiwi thing. Like, why people like when they start at kiwi? Why? Why would they need to care about past trauma? About you know what's happening in oh. these lands? Their base point is like here. So. Their fucker papa before they got here, it's not even like considered like uh, uh, Kiwi, Irish, Welsh, English, Scots, yeah, from Europe, wherever you came from, Dutch, German. Like if you just start at Kiwi and that's your like that's your start point, how uh, how are we supposed to continue a conversation here? Like how and we're gonna talk about past, like our history. Why would you care about it? Mm. Sorry. Interesting. Sorry, I never my, thought of my, that. Mate, my mate, he's got a, he's got a um, Balangi wife. She's amazing. But this is a conversation they're having more and more. It's so inspiring to watch them. He's going, go and learn your whakapapa. 
I want to hear that shit about kiwi, pavlova, gumboots, whatever the fuck <laughs> that shit is. Yeah. What is, because there is beauty in that fucker popper. If you go back like Scott, uh, you know, there, there are things, there is meaningful fucker popper back there. But like, if you're just going to start here and just be like, oh no, no, but we did this new utopia we started and I'm like, my family's here, like, let's go. It's like, nah, nah, because the dangerous part about that is if you go back, then you have to deal with the fact like maybe my family did come here and do some bad things mm. or took this land. Maybe I've had kind of a good life because that land got stolen and given to us and we worked it and my great-grandfather then bought more land and that's what paid for my uni. And this is not the case for everyone. Bakia, okay? It's not the case for everyone. I'm just saying it's just a little example, all right? And something to think about too, you know, I never thought about that before. Like I, I've had the conversation with people. Um, I've been in the room, I have to admit, I've been a bit of a fence setter with that particular topic. That's with, all right. With we the, with, with the Kiwi thing. Well, just because I don't have a, I haven't done my homework. I haven't sat and thought about it myself. But I've had friends like talk about why they, why party A likes it and why party B doesn't like it. And I've just been over here observing because, mm. but I've never seen it as an angle of devaluing the papa of those people that immigrated here yeah. and also dehumanising some of the atrocities that happened to afford some of the privilege that happened these days. Can I just add though, that point, that's actually a lot of my bros for Cardinal, um that we've both been talking about together, but it's also, it's actually, that point's not being raised so that, do that so you can um, value us in the history of the state. It's also like, it's actually mean because like, you will find beauty in yourself. Like a lot of yeah, Pakeha, yeah, yeah. a lot of New Zealand Pakeha's, I, oh, I love the Maori UPIs and that because we just feel like we've got no culture, we've got nothing. It's like bullshit. You do. Go look. And go look and you'll find like, there, there is beauty in like, you'll find it. Go find it. You'll find that meaningfulness. That like, uh, well, I, I just know a lot of Pakeha I've spoken to in my life, they feel that sense of like, um, envy of our culture and things. Yeah, for sure. Like, oh, man, I wish we had something, but we're just Kiwi. You know, it's like starting there, like, that's, come on, man, don't start there. Yeah, they're ripping themselves off, for sure. But and I, because I get, because I, like, I, I, I'm a fluent Māori speaker, bro, so like I man. speak in a lot of spaces and stuff, and I always get, oh, your reo is so great. Oh, I wish we had something like that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. It's the exact yeah, same yeah. thing. And I was like, friend, go, like, what are you saying? Get, go learn Gaelic. Is it? Yep. Yeah. Irish. Okay, right. <laughs> I'm glad we got that one right. Yeah. Right, so when it's, like, how is it, a lot of the, lot of the stuff you don't talk about openly, right? Nah, I've, had, I've learned to get quieter. <laughs> and why? Why is that? I'm glad you picked that up, bro. I used to speak a lot. Um... It's a mix of things. I think one of them is like, you know, sometimes the more you're finding out, the less you actually know, you know? Like, um, and, um, there was a time when I got, I had like started to get a following, you know? And I, uh, it's this weird thing that happens where like you just assume because I have an audience, they want, they need me. They need my voice on these issues. <laughs> They're, they're not going to be okay if I don't talk about this, <laughs> you know? Them. Oh my God, and that, yeah, bro. Really tough lessons in that, eh? Being called out a lot of times, but it's awesome because I love truth. I recognize the truth in it. Then I let it do its thing, and then I end up 
Bro, uh, like I've had some, I've had some, um, I've had some real harsh people dear me, and we're like friends now because I was like, yo, that is messed up. Like, I'm able to get over the tone and try and see the truth. Mm. So if I, even if someone's like, yo, you are fucking shut the hell up, blah, blah, blah. Do this, why would you say that? You're stupid. I'm just like, I just like simmer over all the time. I'm like, yeah, whatever, whatever. Where's the, where's the, and, you know, but that's where's how- Where's the real knuckle? Yeah, well, that's why we're talking about We don't even know before. each other. Like, that's what I mean. Like, this is how, like, I deal with trolls and stuff too. It's like, we, dude, this isn't real. This isn't real. This is real. Mm. Me and you. I can, I can see you. I can feel your energy. I don't even know this person. So the tone is irrelevant. What can I learn from this message? Where's those jewels? Oh, there it is. Oh, damn. I should like, it's completely not even that. They're so right. Boom, talk to me about that. So like, social media and me having a voice and like me talking about stuff, has, I've just got the meanest hidings online, you know? Over time, but it's been mean because it's like completely changed like the trajectory of like, where I like, used to see things from. You know, and so now I'll only talk about it if I feel like it could actually be helpful or, and even then, um, if more voices are speaking about it, like on my platform, that's better. Like I'm, tr I'm more interested now in um, creating spaces on my platform where we can all engage and, and speak and learn together rather than me saying something and then just getting a whole lot of comments of like, I agree, yeah, facts, yeah, like, which is cool too, but like, there's so many other outlets for people to like, talk about stuff way better than I can. Mm. So like, I've taken away that sense of like, they need me. <laughs> they don't need, bro, no one needs I was telling my bro the other day who like, does a lot of content, I was like, bro, your, your content's gone shit because you are like on a timeline. Because you feel like you can't let people down, bro. They don't give a fuck, bro. What's gonna be good is like you sus you. You feel good about. Well, that's what got him there, right? Yeah, hard. I bet, like, bet. Yeah, hard, hard, hundred percent. And I, and I was, he was like, bro, people do not care. I seriously, they do not care. They really don't care. Do you think there's a bit of ego in that? People thinking that people do care, or is it empathy? Like you don't want to let people down. Shame. Where do you think that comes from? Like, the whole. They need me or we need a, I'm letting them down by not doing yeah, I wouldn't, shit. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, sometimes I don't think it's deep as ego. Yeah. Um, sometimes I just think that like, it's that new like, bro, it's that new like when you taste like a new food bro and you're like, damn, what was that? <laughs> bro, and you're just like, that, that's what a platform can feel like when you start out. It's like, and so you just, you overthink. Mm. That's what you do. And like now with like social media being so content heavy, it's like, by the way, have we got enough time? Yeah, yeah we're both. there's no limit. There's I'm no chilling. limit. Yeah, I'm chilling. I'm like being so content heavy, content driven, push it out, push it out, push it out. They, we're forgetting that as consumers, we're upgrading every day too. Like we, we can, like we're very onto it. We can tell when something's just been like, made because whatever we can tell when there's no fear to tell when it's been scheduled totally bro so like this is what i'm in, i'm working at Māori tv at the moment i'm in i'm in charge of producing online content for Rangatahi. and i'm this is something i'm pushing with them i was like guys just because we did something three months ago it could not even be the one now mm. like this is this this evolving and i think it's faster it's a fast market it's fast but coming back to like speaking publicly 
Um, yeah, I've, I've more, I'm more interested in speaking in my squads, like in the in, in the one on the spaces that I go to. Mm -hmm. I get a lot more out of it, you know. But the other thing is like, what I also learned was like, man, there are so many people actually doing the mahi that you're trying to talk about, you know. And so like, why don't you just use your platform to elevate their voice? Because they're already in the trenches. Yeah. You're trying to talk about a trench. You even you're not even in one. You know, so I think that's a good place to get to for me at the moment. Like, this doesn't Can you with those yeah. people that are doing the mahi and, and use your platform to help them? Oh, well, yeah, and I'm loving that. And that makes me feel good. Mm. That makes me feel like I'm doing a good thing with the social media thing. Like, because for me, like, heaps of people assume that, like, oh, you really care about... Um, the truth is, is, like, I think... Anything that you build, you're going to have a sense, like, you look back on it with a little bit of pride, like, oh, yo, this is pretty cool, you know? But I, I check myself with my social media all the time. Don't get me wrong, like, I think by way of us having social media, we're in the matrix a little bit. You're always going to censor. You're censoring yourself constantly. You're... Uh, Thinking about trying to how to present it in the product. Like yeah, the, how, the conversation result yeah. Of, how, how is this going to be perceived? How am I going to be looked? That doesn't look good enough. So I'm still in there. Like, I'm not trying to say I'm away from it, mm -hmm. that it doesn't affect me in that way, or that I'm not like, okay, I can't put that up because I don't look that great. You know, like, those things are still human things that we all you think about. great, brother. Can I get that on camera? No. But, you know, uh, but it is something that I don't, Okay. My ultimate goal was like to build up a huge platform and then like destroy it with like ruthless truths. <laughs> and so like, you mean build it up to get the audience? Well, just build it up. Yeah, build it up and then like, not like Joe Rogan, but like, then just like, so be unapologetic, be completely unapologetic, and like maybe it'll get like taken down. <laughs> yeah, but we're a while. Talk about but that's one time, that's one time, you know, married with kids, and then I can just come talk about the, the shit that we shouldn't be talking about that no one's talking about. Yeah, but this stuff is sweet. I'm yeah. talking about like um, weather control. Right, let's explore some of those. I'm talking about heart. What, what, are, what are some of those things that, like, like some of them that you mentioned that people would snicker at and kind of be like, nah, you, you're tripping now, bro. None of that exists. Look, share a couple with us. Uh, I'm open, bro. The S flat, bro. Nah, nah, okay, okay. Nah, 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 I don't want to get into that. Because, bro, I'm still learning, you know? But yeah, like, yeah. I, I find it. But what, what are some stuff you're okay, exploring? Here's, here's the. Nah, I know what you're trying to do. <laughs> Bro, here, for me, it's more like I, I find it really fascinating people's allergic reaction to people who are... I think conspiracy is a dirty word. I don't like it because okay. it's dismissive of that things could be actually truthful. Okay. And... What should we call it instead? Uh, I know what you're trying to do. Right? I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, just so I know what to call it if we go that way again. No, 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 no. I don't know. I don't okay, know. Okay. But I, I'm more talking about that. I'll like, call it alternative. Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. We'll like call that. it alternative thinking. Yeah, yeah. See, you're more on than me. Mm -hmm. But like, for me, I'm just like, yo, why does that? Why does that? I'm more interested in the human, 
like reaction of like, why does that piss people off? Well, so the one you I always, I mean? the one I always like. So you've mentioned like the flat Earth thing, so I'll get on that. People will say. Bro, do you think the Earth's flat? I was like, well, I've never been to space, so I don't know, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you see people go, oh, yeah, that's, he's kind of right. Oh, we've like, never been to... Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Oh, we've never been to space, so I don't know. And then uh, you see, like, their face, like, starting to process, like, oh, there's a bit of logic there. Well, it's more, it's more like people's, like, when they, when they... Okay, I don't believe the Earth's flat, but I don't know if it's round. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, for me, I'm like... Yeah, I'm like, okay, cool. So, for me, it's more like... When people, their rebuttal to their argument is, are you fucking stupid? Have you not seen? Look at this. This is this is space from NASA right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You dumb idiot. Like, <laughs> like they, they, like, they go, they, like, are talking back to it with just, like, blind everything. I just don't believe that everything, well, I know. Like, I just, I just, I know that everything yeah. that we're trying to be told can, isn't as, true. Isn't how it is. Yeah, or like, and, and sorry, can I clarify, like, in certain things, you know, like, yeah. you know, like, who knows? So for me, if like, the, if, if there's a lie somewhere, where else can it be? And like, just trying to manage that tightrope, but not so much that I've, I'm miserable, but I got this Brazilian friend at my, Joey, Joey, I call him Joey Badass. He's like, hey Jordan, what is Joey Badass, man? Oh, that's a terrible accent, I'm so sorry, why did I do? <laughs> Can he take that? Nah, nah. But like he doesn't know. I was like, it's a rapper. He's like, oh cool, whatever. But he is like, bro. He is like, he's been in the trenches on that stuff for like ten years, and in the last year, he's just come out of it because he's like, I realized, I'm miserable. Like, uh, like bro. He was like, he was full, dark web, all of that. Like figuring out, like, he was deep, bro. And he used to talk to me about stuff, and then, but he was knowledgeable. You know, like he, he knew his stuff, but he was like, you can go too far that way. Mm. And then, and then, but he was like, Jordan, like, I haven't had a girlfriend in 10 years. I don't even have like friends. Like I left, he left his life in Brazil and just like moved to New Zealand and, was, and then like just got on his bars and like the system and everything. And he's like, I'm, I'm miserable. And then like over the last year, like you can see he's like so much happier. So I just think it's that balance. Yeah, for sure. Like, but I enjoy going down a black hole. Well, it's like any, like, Probably you should have a break every now and then. Yeah, hard. But I love that stuff. I think you love that stuff too. Well, I just like challenging people with comfort zones, bro. Pizza and game. and I know that's. So <laughs> 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 and, and I know they saw this guy's eyes right now. He was like, <laughs> and I know, I know that it makes people uncomfortable. And so then, like, like mm. what I gather from you too, I was like, well, why does it make you uncomfortable? Yeah. So, so I'm like, if it makes. I gotta go see what that's about then. Like yeah. that reaction wants me to go do it more. Cause it's like, even when people are so like, people are like offended. Like they're really like, even the 5G's one now at the moment, you know, like. That's a conversation I'm around a lot. So I used to work for Spark. Of course. I used to work for Spark. Of so like, would be so like for, yeah, yeah. So like, it's a conversation that comes up a lot. Like, oh, have you not read this? Have you not read that? And I was just like, yeah, but you do realize that what you're reading, what you're seeing has come from someone as well. Like, yeah. you got to uh, trace it back. Oh, and, and Spark probably funds them. Yeah, yeah, and all that sort of stuff. So this, yeah, yeah I'm just, I'm just not down with this blind, um, faith in yeah, like this thing that we like they have the this this system has the best interests at heart. First of all it's never even made for people like us. So there's that. But in terms of like I think some people battle as well or sorry okay, no, no, I think good. some people battle as well that to acknowledge that unfortunately there are some real assholes out there. 
So because they live in a state of, of such blind optimism, no, there's no one out there that would want us, that would want us to be slaves to a machine. Mm-hmm. No, that doesn't exist. No, no, even. Yeah, all that stuff. But it's weird, it's like, if you ask generally, like, people do feel like 9-11 was an inside job. Yeah, yeah, there's not one person that goes, nah, definitely not. But what have we done about it? Like, this is how good they are. It's like plain sight. It's all in plain sight, bro, a lot of this stuff. Yeah. That's what uh, I find it. I guess, I get more fat. I did not expect to be talking with you about all this shit. Bro, I'm down, dude. I'm down. And then there's obviously like what's hard about the conspiracy game is like there's obviously engineered conspiracies to like see off the truth, like content that's created. That you, I watch some stuff and I'm like, bro, come on, dude, this is yeah. Or even um, and like big kind of low fodder headlines that happen on specific dates to distract people from shit that's going on. Oh, you know? Like was it, I think I was watching the other night. Um, I tr- I want I sometimes read, especially if I'm hungover. I like to watch uh, movies that just don't require any thinking. Yeah. So you know, like I'll chuck on like The Expendables and stuff like that, yeah, just yeah. to just to chill out, bro, and channel surf. And I chucked on Kingsman the other day. And I was yeah. just like, sweet, I just want to finish up. First one. Uh, was it the first one? That was a good one. I think it was the first one. I was like, yeah, I just want to chill out and watch this, you know. Yeah. And he goes. And it's the part where he's bringing up the different newspaper articles and then the dude's telling him where he was and what mission he was on that day. And yeah. I was like, fuck it, and then it got me thinking. I was like, ah, oh, this is not what I watched this movie before. <laughs> I watched this movie to switch off. I watched this movie to switch off and never down the river. Movies, movies, are, movies imitate real life, bro. Mm. Like, it's scary how, like, how ballsy, like, it's that plain sight thing. It's like, if it's right in front of you, you're going to miss it. No, it's good, bro. It's good. So how did that platform come to be, bro? That's probably another thing we can talk about. Like, you talked about the, the, the Instagram stuff or whatever. How did it kind of stack up? It's just funny videos, bro. Funny videos. So was it done with intent? Or were you just... No, I did this, I like, did this Beyonce like, video. Like, mimicking. And then, bro, I got, like, 3,000 followers in a day. And I was like... From that one video? Yeah, I was like, what the heck? <laughs> That's when I started, bro. I was like, they need me. <laughs> They need me, bro. Fuck it, they don't need anyone. So, I, I feel honestly, I do feel like my, maybe this could be challenged, but I do feel like my Instagram is a like reflection of the things I like and like who I am. Like I enjoy being funny, bro. Mm. I enjoy having. I love laughing, bro. I love mocking. I love like. Uh, real dry humour, like I love humour bro, I love it. Not a lot of that though, but there's de- I think there's more depth to it than probably what you're giving credit for. I think, like a lot of the stuff I watch, I'm like, yeah it's funny, but like, I mean, not to rip J. Cole, but you know, that all good jokes contain real shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely. So, okay, okay, I'll give you the play. So it's like, what I'm really, I want to be a filmmaker, and a writer, and a producer, and a director. So, for me, my Instagram bro, to be honest, is data collection. Because as I figure out what people laugh like, at, well, I know what they can cry at, you know, like I know what makes people emotional or what situational things about society do they go, no, like, that's my favourite kind of skit when like someone, when a comedian um, brings up something, an everyday experience that no one's really thought about in that way. Well, they have and they thought they were the only ones. Yeah, I love that setup. That setup's like hilarious to me. Yeah, but yeah, like Instagram is just like I enjoy just like seeing what people find funny, like what they laugh at. Data collection, measuring tools. Yeah, 
Matrix. Yeah, that's it. Yes, I can't see it. But I just, I try, I try as best I can to make Instagram and what I post and what is the content as a extension of like who I am in real life, mm-hmm. like what I'm, what I think about, what I, what I like, what I laugh at, what I think is meaningful. Um, I try, I attempt to. I think what gets people sometimes when they meet me in real life is like I feel like I can be quite a split balance of introvert and extrovert. Like I can be very quiet and listen and not crazy. Sometimes it like wrecks people a little bit. So I just thought you were gonna be like real loud and funny. And like, and sometimes it makes me feel fucking mine because then I go on my Instagram, I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but like, I'll, I'll actually, I went on a date, bro. People I wish should a, know that that isn't you all the time. I know, bro, but, so, but they do. I, I went on a date about a year ago and, and like that's, it actually like wrecked the date for me. She was lovely and like it wasn't an awkward moment, but she was so caught up in this like, I just thought you were just, you're so different. Like, why are you just different? Just keep on saying And that. I kept on trying to tell her, no, I'm all of these things. Like, I'm listening to you now. She was like, you know, like, you know you're so chill. Like, I am chill. I can listen. I can be loud. I can be funny. Mm-hmm. I can be dry. Like, but she was just intent on saying like, you're so different. <laughs> like, I was just like, oh, bro. <laughs> Also, I'm out. I'll out of the car, please. <laughs> oh, sorry. You picked me up. My bad. <laughs> nah. She didn't. Oh, far <laughs> But, yeah, like, I don't even know what we're talking about now, but it's funny. No, it was just like how the platform got built and kind of where, where it all came from. So what are some things, like, is there anything that you look back and that you would kind of change about how it's been built? Or you, you obviously I know you're comfortable with living where it's at because it is what it is and we can't change it. Mm. But is there anything that you look back on and you're like, man, I should have done that movie a bit differently? Mm, nah. No? Nah? I, I haven't thought about it. Like, but I think that's an intentional thing. Like, I, I, I try not to think about it deeply mm-hmm. because I'm aware of like what that can do for me. Yeah. Like, put you in a bad place. Draws me back into. Like, need me. Yeah. <laughs> Back into the ego space. Bro, back into, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. That's a kind of me. But also, like, it is just what it is. And, like, what makes me, um, well, I, I like this stuff, you know, as well. Like, I really value this stuff. Mm. Like, coming and having a corridor. Like, people's energy and, like, connecting, bro. And that wide world space, too. Bro, I love it. Athena. It's me. Let's, let's crack up how... Like, you know, I don't know, the social media gets a lot of shit. Hey. Yeah, I, I love it, eh? I think, I just think it's a double-edged sword. And so as long as you're willing to see the other side, like, then you can see how awesome it is. Like, bro, how much awesome stuff is on social media? Oh, we would have never got done this. Like, we legit connected through, through there. I know, bro. How about, yeah, exactly. So I, I just, I, I think it's awesome too. I think it's great. Yeah. What do you think with people that, like, you know, these people, like, they're obviously like, it's ruining us. It's, what would you say to that argument? I think there's been things in the world that have always been ruining us. This is just a new thing. Yeah. Right? Like, in this context, in this space. That could be completely full of shit. I don't know. But what I, I just find that. Do you think it I, I find that point counterproductive because it's not going anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, the, what are they trying to um, actually suggest? Like, we can't get rid of it. 
Like, yeah. it's over. Like, sorry, it's, it's over. Yeah. This is only going to... So, my my point to that is, call it all more about what you think is the answer. Because if you think the answer is just to get rid of it all, oh, I, just, I just think that's a little bit unrealistic. Mm. But, hey, look, I understand that a lot, a lot of people, bro, want to just get out of here, eh? It's quite... I'm, I'm hearing that slowly a bit more. I'm more of those, like... I'm a burn in the, I'm a I'm a die in the house while it's burning down kind of guy. Oh yeah. And help and help people get out. Like uh that sounds a bit darky, but like I don't know, I just Stay you stay in the trenches, you don't retreat. Yeah. Because bro, we might be able to put the fire out. <laughs> There's like a, a, a 1% chance is still a chance. I'm a hopeless hopeful. I hope that might be the title for your episode. Uh, Jordan, a hopeless, a hopelessly hopeful human. So the question, bro, the one question <laughs> I guess that I ask everyone who appears on the podcast, there's only one question I make sure to ask. Most of it's just free from convo that we've had today. Mm-hmm. Someone listening right now who is going through a very dark space or in a bit of a rough patch, bearing in mind you're not a mental health professional. Thank you. What would be your advice to that person to help them through? You're dancing can be as elaborate as you want, bro, because I can see your head going, okay, which lane am I going to pick? It's more like me trying to like declutter and like just say what what I really think. Okay. You know what I mean? Like so many angles of this quarter. Mm. But that's what's awesome about content and about these spaces is there's so many different answers for people to like try and find their truth, you know? I think I watched the Sheila Buff, Shayla Buff, Shayla Buff interview the other day. Mm. You know Shayla Buff? Right, he's on, bro. Watch his interviews like in my last Well, it's like, have you seen that movie? The weird bit sidetracked here, but I'm gonna ask you because it's such a dope movie. Yeah. Have you seen that new movie from his, that Peanut Butter Falcon? Bro, I just bought it. Fuck, it's so bro, good. Bro, you say watch it or you. No, I just bought it to watch it. On Apple TV? I had to get Amazon, bro. Oh. I looked on the movie schedule and it was all got, like, they're not showing it. Or his new one that just dropped about his dad, the bio. The bio oh, bit. I haven't. So, but I got on that from watching interviews about that, and I was like, this guy's, he's found his level. He's, he's clicked over. He's in that vulnerable space. He's yeah, like, he's so intelligent, but like, so keen to be vulnerable and still cool. Like, that movie's fucking cool, bro. Ah, I can't wait to watch it. But he, Charlotte Buff said this thing in an interview, and he said, don't waste your pain. It makes for useful paint. Ooh. And like, I'm not really a quotes guy. Sometimes people say stuff and I'm like, mm. <laughs> cool. Well, like, that wasn't even deep. That, that wasn't even deep. Nah, fuck your vow, you ruined it. <laughs> Every time someone says something profound, I'm just gonna have you in my head going, cool. <laughs> Bro, it's funny to me when they do the big setup, eh? and then they're like, hey, if. Yeah, that's the voice. I was gonna say when they talk and then it goes. Bro, and they say something like, it's like, um, <laughs> it's if like you stand for anything, you're full for anything or something. Yeah. I'm like, oh, bro, up. That was cool in like 98. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so, so Shia Buff goes, he said, don't waste. Well, the interviewer said, you know, Shia looks so good, like all of these things, like what have you learned? 
and he said, I've learned that um, my pain's been super helpful. And not don't waste your pain because it makes for useful pain. And I think the hardest thing to see when you're in it, when you're going through something that's traumatic or stressful or you're grieving or you've lost someone or someone's done something to you or um, you're trying to push through that is it's like, who teaches us? I just don't think there's enough like, um, reaff how does I, I don't know how to explain this like, when this plays out in my own life, yeah, this is better. When that plays out in my own life when I'm experiencing stuff. You mean the grief and yeah, the, the, grief the, the hardships, and the trauma? I'm just, I'm just incredibly mindful to be like real kind to myself. You know, and uh, that sounds so wishy-washy, but bro, it really is that. Like, for me, it's really going, Jules, it's okay, bro, it's okay. It's like the reassuring voice. Reassuring, it's okay, it's okay for shit today. It's okay that you know you feel you. This is uncomfortable. This is uncomfortable. It's not unbearable. You know, like the distinction between those two concepts is like helpful because we can deal with uncomfortable. But if it's unbearable, I'm like, oh, bro, that ain't it. So <laughs> I try and like tell myself, but like. Mm, that's a very loaded question. That's all I want to say on that. There's like ways to wrap that around, because then we can we can talk about healing spaces. We can talk about, um, but when it plays out in my friendships, that's also what I'm doing. Mm. Reassuring, like I had like a this too shall pass type thing, or yeah, but it's like be good, be nice to yourself. Yeah, just be kind. Like be it's like. I had a mate who went through like a really hard divorce two years ago. He was suicidal. And like we, like I moved to his house and I slept with him. I mean, my boys, we took roster, you know, like mm -hmm. he was in a bad way. And like, it was just the constant reassurance of, of talking to it. Not like pretending like it's not in the room. Like just, I was real, and I'm not saying this is going to work in every space. Yeah, for this sure. This space well, that we, I'm and look, yeah. if I haven't made that clear already through the podcast, fam, like we understand that each situation is unique to itself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, the reason why I ask this question is because someone will resonate with part of the answer, not necessarily the whole answer, or they might know someone who could do with that answer. So mm. just to give context to the question. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. This, these are our lived experiences. Huh? So, like, I, I was very aware to, like, talk to it, like, how are you feeling about topping yourself? You know, like, let's talk about it, brother. Like, that rope's downstairs. Like, have you thought about going down there? Like, like let's talk to it because, and I suppose he felt safe because we were in the trenches. We're not texting him this. Like, right. there was an element of us also doing the mind with him. Mm -hmm. So he felt safe, like, it's okay. And so it was just like a constant, like needle of reassurance all the time on my bro like brother you're gonna be fine you're amazing you're be you're you're beautiful bro you're the man you're a beautiful person we need you all right you got a beautiful family heaps to live for it's okay oh cry let's go cry it out and but it's like it's i'm saying these things that might sound silly, but that's the language that it needed in the time like mm. we're not my my boys some of my boys like we don't we're not in that like 
fucking counseling space. We're like, we talk, we've got to talk and use the words that we use. Even in the counseling space, but you're in the space of giving a shit about your mate. Yeah. So you speak to that part. And just like trying to unpack all these like emotional, like scenarios and language. Sometimes it literally is just like, gee, I got you, bro. I got you. You know, like, it's all good. We all good. Like, just constant. So it's like, it's just when you help your friends, you know, just reassuring them. But I'm just still thinking about No, I think, you know, one point that you've touched on that I think I hope people heard there is speak to the issue. I think when people are going through stuff, we are very um, scared. Mm. We, we don't want to take it head on, maybe partly because, all right, if I talk, so if you come to me like, hips, fucking bro, I'm feeling this today. I've got two options at that point. Mm. Go, oh, that's all good, bro. You'll be all right. And that's it. Or do I jump in the pool with you and we swim it out? then yeah. people get scared to do that yeah but you know because you said speak to it speak to the issue and i think that's definitely something people can take away from that well question. that's what exactly what you just said bro it's hard to tell your mate how to swim when you're not in the pool you know what i mean that's actually it mm. like your mate's drowning and you're like yelling out instructions on how to you're at the side of the pool going come on mate you wade the water like this yeah you know while you're outside if you're not in there so that's hard too because sometimes it's it's very emotionally and mentally draining and taxing. Um, but so we're talking about if you have the capacity to help your friend through that. For yourself, it's so loaded how to answer for myself because I've been so lucky and privileged and privy to be um, well, around so many spaces yeah. of like help, bro. Like I've been able to like have so much perspective in my life. So for me, if you're asking me, and I, I mean, touch wood here, I feel like there's a lot of scenarios I'm, I'm able to work through. Yep. Like I don't really have dark spaces. Yeah. Because I, I, I try and address things before they get there and they do. You have many tools that you're yeah. disposed yeah. to. So when I'm answering this in context of like someone who maybe doesn't have the same tools, not saying, but we're all capable, but like, yeah. just to like, okay, here's one. But no, I think honestly, bro, like you said, just speak to the issue. Can we go off camera, Fuzzy? Yeah. Like, yeah. Off. Yeah, I like, I like what you're saying about the levels thing because it's sort of like, why would you even want to flex about levels in this space anyway? We all want people to be on the level, mm. you know, like. Well, that's like, you know, we're getting back into kind of racy stuff again. Love it, no, racy, I love but, it. But um, racy car. When people, you know, when they bring up the Moriori thing, when that happens with Māori, like, oh, but you guys, it's like, you know, we talked about um, levels. Like what, what is that again? So, we cannibals. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, we, like how the people talk about how Māori ate the Moriori, or what, you know, what, what about what you guys did to them, though? Like, why are you so caught up in what, what Pākehā have mm -hmm. done when you guys have done things to other people? But it's like, or even like a lot of First Nation friends that I have, um, they can often, they often speak to me like, man, everyone talks about what's going on with the African-Americans over here, but what about oh, our right. people? Right. And, uh, it's hard for me sometimes to not be like, bro, like, we're all drowning. Don't, don't complain about who's drowning more. Yeah. Like, we're all drowning. Yeah. And uh, not getting militant, not to sound Malcolm, Malcolm X-y, but I love Malcolm X. We got, we're, we're getting drowned <laughs> by the same person, um, so to speak. Yeah. Well, what... Oh, did 
did you watch that talk uh, that Killer Mike did with P Diddy? Um, I didn't watch the whole thing. I just saw. You saw Killer Mike. I just saw the bit when when he's just like, can everyone shut the fuck up? Like, yeah, but like, just picking a different slave master. Yeah, I saw his yeah. part. I didn't see the whole thing though, so I didn't get it in context. I just saw. And yeah, I seen Diddy getting up. And I like, I like, I like a lot of the black rhetoric that's happening in America at the moment. Yep. Um, Killer Mike, man, he's that dude too, bro. Like, he's obviously I don't adopt all the way that they all that they say because we we have a different experience we weren't slaves you know what i mean like well comparatively to like their fuck pop over there yep. to here but i think they've got a lot of good ideas around um economical empowerment you know and how like um they're doing things over there i think we can like learn but imagine if maori like got more savvy about where we spend our money and how we spend it we could like put put whole businesses out like imagine if we just like didn't go to mcdonald's once a week on a monday you know what i mean like and like forced mcdonald's out of areas that could then have an impact on obesity and health you know demanded that they were more like healthy options yeah, I don't know. What do you think people don't take that sort of thing? Just and can I just say, I'm just having a jam there, like, I don't even know if that it will even work, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think people just put in the too hard basket and that's why shit like that doesn't happen? Um. Yeah, I think it just takes time for revolution, eh? Takes time. I don't know. I, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, that's... I'm, I'm very empathetic that like I have lived in a space where I'm allowed to think about these things. For sure, you know. Me I mean? too. And I, and I I gotta say that like I think. Thank you. There's a lot of us say, but like there's a lot of people so who maybe aren't not like us, but like aren't aware of like you're talking about problems, but like you go and live in the context of the people you're talking about. Like this isn't even on the on the radar, mm. like at all. Like because it's not allowed to be, because the living conditions and the environment is so toxic or hard or difficult like you're trying to talk about some um, cancel culture shit bro they don't give a fuck they're trying to like they're dealing with like abuse or like really hard things or surviving or and so i i yeah i got i gotta say that i think it's really important no, that you're allowed to think about these things yeah for sure i mean i'm allowed to go out and have these conversations and stuff because these things that i don't need to prioritize so of course of course, yeah. They do need to prioritize. 100%, 100%. So before I let you rock and roll, bro, is there anything you want to finish with? Is there anything you want to say? Is there anything that's speaking to you? Is there anything that's reaching into your heart that you want to speak on before we eat some cake or something? Mm. <laughs> um, I only say that because I got a lamington in the fridge. Lamington, that's cute. That's nice. Your girlfriend is English. Yeah. <laughs> um, nah, I just want to say... Um, I just love being Māori and well, I love being Pacific Islander. I love being a son of Polynesia Pacifica. You know, like I, like I really love us, but you know, I think like I think we're so special, and I I particularly like am starting to see like in our generation, like a lot of us taking up the torch, you know, to, to affect 
change in the spaces that we can operate. And, um, and, uh, and it gets me excited. It gets me excited about what we can do for our people and without sounding like, you know, without, without talking down to the fact that if, if you just are a man who has a whanau and you look after them and they become good kids, like that's, that's the shit as well. I'm not trying to say that we've got to go like do some Malcolm X shit or anything like that, you know, yeah. but like, I just, I love being, I love our people I love being a part of the, the, the village that we're all a part of and trying to figure out and work together. And for a long time, I didn't like it. It made me feel um, isolated, it made me feel um, shame, it made me feel all these things. So to, to be in a position now where like, I'm just so grateful for being this, like, yeah, I just, I'm really, I'm really like... It's definitely a revolution of pride happening. Yeah, bro, hard. I love it. And I love like, I love encouraging others to love it too. Like I remember when I first spoke, learned to speak te reo, bro, I remember my mates like oh, giving me yeah. shit about it. Oh. Like, why? Oh. Like, what's the point? And now it's like, oh bro, can you help me write my CV? Shame, man. Because they, Shame, they need to write these, they need it for their CV these days, bro. Yeah, that's cool, bro. Awesome. There's so many things we can talk about. And, and sorry, my style of talking, if you've been listening to this, uh, I don't know if you're still at the end. Well, <laughs> just want to say congrats. I is a prize. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I'm not a wordsmith. Like, so I'm talking, but I'm also like, if it sounds a bit airy and ummy, it's because I don't care about words. I care about the feeling of what's coming out. And so, to me, if it feels okay, even if the words don't match, I'm, just, I'm like, I gotta got leave here feeling at peace, and I feel at peace. The thing I want to say, bro, before you head off as well, is like, a lot of people, you know, you've, you've said the term wishy-washy, I say corny, mm. but a lot of people, for me anyway, to put into context what you just said in regards to your speaking style, mm. a lot of people filter their words through their head. Mm. I think you've learned a very powerful mm. skill, bro, of being able to bypass your head and go from your heart straight to your mouth. Yeah. Uh, and not many people can do that, uh, bro. I can't do that. I can't do that. I think you can. I think you can easily, yeah. quite easily. I, I know you can. You can. It's just, yeah. I wear, I wear my heart on my sleeve, though. I'm definitely about that. Cool, bro. Yeah. My man. There it is, the season finale for 2019 for the Best Side Podcast, chopping it up with the bro Jordan Rivers. Already getting responses from this one. Uh, people already being excited about it, uh, letting us know what they're taking from it. Absolutely massive. As I said, stoked to catch up with the bro. And I know we're going to be doing some mahi uh, in the very near future with all the uh, similar values and interests and stuff that we talked about just there. You can tell that it's going to be something that we're going to have to launch off later on down the line. As always, ladies and gentlemen, please make sure that you leave us uh, some reviews, whether that's on Apple, whether that's via Spotify, whether it's via Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff, wherever you can leave reviews would be absolutely massive and a big help to our cause. We wish you a massive 2020 as we come to the end of 2019. And no doubt you're going to be seeing and hearing more from us here at Best Side. All the best and we'll catch up again soon.